ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What are 17 sales mistakes that kill your deals? Hi, this is Alan Meyer. Welcome to Sales is Easy channel. This is a place where we simplify and demystify the sales process and help you with learning the formula to overcome setbacks and make sales easy. When done by a skilled professional, sales is actually easy. I'm your host, Alan Meyer, sales expert with 29 years of international sales experience, and I conducted sales trainings on all six continents. And in today's episode, we will cover what mistakes we all do that kill your deals, 17 of them. So let's dive in. First one is, I did not pay enough attention to my service delivery. So why I'm saying this, as a salesperson, top-notch service and attentiveness is par for the course. You cannot expect to woo a prospect and then obtain their business if you pay no attention to the details of your dealings with them. Even the finer points make a difference, such as keeping your appointments and being on time, every time. I had German boss, my first boss was a guy from Germany, and he actually trained me, if you're on time, you are late. So if your service delivery is poor because you even met with the prospect, uh, he probably expects it to become even worse once he's purchased your product. Because it's, if it's poor at the beginning, it's going to be poor always. Your prospect will be inclined to head for the hills before he commits to a contract with you. So your conduct is indicative of the kind of service your prospect will expect if they enter into agreement with you. Number two. I could not control my frustration when the prospect kept me waiting. Well, patience and self-control are actually admirable tools that you will need in order to maintain high levels of service. The business that you don't get today might just come through to you tomorrow, as long as your prospect has been impressed by your knowledge, your dedication, and your professionalism. Number three, mistake number three is I didn't have a good understanding of the prospect's business or their needs. When it comes to success in selling, first-class service is an absolutely essential part of the deal. And this includes being prepared for your prospect in every possible way by understanding the business and their potential needs and wants and the desires before you even meet with them. Trigger events, anyone, right? Do your research, do your homework. It will prove to be a great asset to your selling pitch if you can demonstrate a high level of understanding surrounding your prospect's particular requirements. This will ensure that your approach is appropriate and that the talking points are pertinent to their 
business so it's all about understanding them before you even start calling them uh, you want to have a compelling reason to reach out not just saying hey i'm from this and that company we call everybody and we try to sell you something <laughs> that's not how you sell in 21st century you have to have a compelling reason to reach out and it could be hi guys i just read that you have a new cfo and uh, you know or i noticed in your financial report that your revenue went down three percent something that's really specific and it really shows that you have full understanding of the business of the market of the company and of their needs mistake number four i was not well prepared for the meeting how many salespeople you know they're walking into the meeting and they try to wing it right it's the same old story for them but guess what it's a different audience and it's not always the same conversation your customers they had their unique people the unique uh, situations and you have to be prepared properly for each and every meeting so conducting yourself properly at all times demonstrating the fact that you're well prepared for your meeting that goes a long way when you're unprepared unprepared you may tend to rumble and talk about points that are not at all applicable to the prospect situation they will lose interest and they will also wonder about your level of expertise if you have not managed to understand their business efficiently so many questions right Mistake number five, I drop my professional guard and try to be too friendly with the prospect. Each of us is different and we all tolerate familiarity in different degrees. I hate when salespeople come to my office and try to be my friends in the first five minutes. I'm not a person like that. Understand that, respect that, let's move on. But it's only appropriate to enjoy a professional relationship where you conduct yourself respectfully and from a polite distance at all times, unless there's an invitation from your prospect on a social basis, it's never wise to become their friend first when you're dealing with the business situation in hope to close the deal. Just think about it, right? Mistake number six, I am not particularly enthusiastic about the product or service that I sell. Well, (laughs) guess what? You must be enthusiastic about your product. If you are not, how can you expect others to be? And if you're not interested in the product yourself, you will have no desire to learn more about it and you will be ineffective at sharing that information with your potential buyers. Mistake number seven that can kill your deals. I could not answer my prospect questions. If you're unprepared and do not know your product or service well enough, you will be unable to answer your prospect questions or even understand their needs. In order to sell your products or services effectively, you need to understand it thoroughly and believe in its value. And if you don't know the answer, don't lie, don't mislead, don't try to create the answer. Say honestly, I cannot, I don't know the answer to this right now, but I'll find it out. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Or I can ask my tech guys and they can help me with that. Let's book another meeting on that. Anything, but just don't show to your customers that you are unprepared. Next point is uh, I bullied the prospect into listening to my sales speech. That's mistake number eight. It's your duty to educate the prospect on the finer details of your product and services and all its features and benefits. But you also need to listen to their concerns so do you may address them effectively. This is your objection handling training, right? And this should be an asset to the process of discovering the ultimate business solution as being opposed to just another salesperson who just talks and never listens and sells us something that we really, really don't need. Been there, done that, right? Sounds familiar. So one more time. You have to educate your prospect, but you need to listen to their concerns and you have to have prepared uh, answers. I had uh, recently a training on objection handling skills and I asked guys, so bring me top five reasons why people don't buy from you. 
And from 17 people in a room, only one brought it. I said, how can I help you? I can only give you generic uh, answers. But if you're not prepared with most common objections, most common questions you hear from your customers, how will you find the best way to present your product or service so it's still appealing to your customers? Mistake number nine, I frequently repeated my statements. Well, repetition is sometimes necessary. It can be of great value when properly used. But to do so too frequently only displays a lack of training and a really not a good plan of presentation. It can also indicate a loss of self-control. If you're a well-prepared salesperson, you will use repetition as a tool to highlight noteworthy points instead of rumbling while you try to find your place. Mistake number 10. I did not follow my strong points when I had my prospect interested. So when you see that a certain topic, certain line of discussion is creating interest with your prospect, then follow it up with renewed determination, new enthusiasm in order to turn that interest into desire. Don't follow your agenda uh, verbatim, right? Simply because if, 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 if point number three, it's really intriguing to them, they have lots of questions, then dig deeper, penetrate deeper, even ask follow-up questions, you know, what interests you hear the most? What's your experience in this area? So focus constantly on things that can actually help you really continue the good conversation and create more interest in the, in the eyes of your customers. Mistake number 11, I hope you're not doing this, I exaggerated and misrepresented the product or service I'm selling. Remember that any misrepresentations will always be discovered at some point. Honesty is the best policy. I firmly believe that. Honesty is the best policy. And as always, it will win you far more repeat customers than an exaggeration of your product would. It's five to ten times easier to sell again to the same customer than find a new one. You heard that before. But when the prospect, a prospect uncovers your misrepresentation, they will most likely never return to your business and they will advise others of their unfortunate experience. If you, if you look at some retails, you, know, you, you can see the reviews on uh, online, on Google, or even in the travel industry, you know, reviews on a TripAdvisor, stuff like that. And trust me when I say this, customers talk among themselves. And during the conferences, during the industry-specific meetings, they will talk about and they will mention you, your company, and your misrepresentation. You don't want to do that. Point number 12 is, I failed to clinch each point as I went along. You need to actively lead your prospect into desiring the product or service you are selling and make sure that they have a great understanding of your product, of your service, of your features, and more importantly, benefits, what's in it for them. And also of the financial side of the deal that you're offering. So be prepared and make sure as you go along that you know exactly what points you are making. And good circle back is always this. Tell your customers, in previous meetings, in previous conversations, you told us point A, B, and C. Here is what we, what we prepared based on your input. They cannot say, no, we never said that. If you really know, if you really follow along, if you really capture the essence of what they said previously. But you want them to be in a yes set mindset, right? They, they start nodding. Yes, that's what we said. Yes, that's the problem. Yes, that's the solution we're looking for. They will be more positive to, to speak with you. Mistake number 13 is I could not close the deal. I've <laughs> been there, done that, right? You may have been weak in your arguments for creating interest and in in desire in a, in a customer's eyes. Or perhaps you haven't eliminated all of the objections they may have. 
maybe you brush it off but you didn't qualify you didn't answer your question and you still see some hesitation so stop with your selling point stop closing and ask what what's missing like let's forget about the deal let's forget about the financial side let's forget about the money do you see the value in what i'm proposing right now and then observe if they say yeah sure but you know we don't have money we have this 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 okay but when this answer something like this well you know actually so it's something else you will never close the deal if they have more objections they didn't voice voice it out to you closing a sale is your final test how good salesperson you are and it's a really strong quality that needs to be developed for everybody in sales. And this is your mind reading exercise. You want to read their mind when it's the right time to strike, to ask for the order. Mistake number 14, I lack the power of persuasion. So without being forceful or disrespectful, being persuasive is a very valuable quality. The power of persuasion enables you to overcome any final objections while convincing the prospect of the positive elements that will come from making the purchase. So why I'm saying this, actually I have a big video on YouTube. I, I, I think I had in the first month, I have over 50,000 views, uh, persuasion versus manipulation. And I, I think I also had a podcast on that topic as well. Search on the salesiseasy.com web website and uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. But the point is manipulation is where you win. You don't care what customers are doing with your product or service. You got your commission. Selling a convertible card to an old lady that she doesn't need. So that's manipulation. And in commodity selling, people do that. It's not fair. It's not nice. But unfortunately, that's what people do. In a complex sales environment, a business-to-business sales environment, you don't want to manipulate anybody. You want to persuade them. And persuasion is... Take another look uh, from my point of view, right? That's what we ask our clients. Before you say no, uh, try to understand our point of view, how we can actually, how we see how we can help you with your situation. Mistake number 15 is, I did not practice the art of suggestion. What suggestion is? It's a subtle and very powerful. You suggest features in a sale or the benefits of the product and the prospect really fails to make some response to your effort. So your suggestion should be positive, should lead to the next step. Whatever the next step is, you decide, right? But you suggest, how about if we evaluate this, we do this, and then we can do the demo. That sounds sounds good. You don't wait for customers to suggest this. You, sh- you should be proactive in suggesting what's the next step, what should be done next. Mistake number 16, I did not urge my prospect to actually sign the order. Sometimes a prospect simply needs a little tip of the scales to help him weigh up the deal in their mind and by urging a prospect to sign the order you're calling him to action and and anticipate the order urge your prospect to make the purchase or to do the next step whatever it is but we need to actually urge our customers to do something they will not do it by itself and last mistake uh, 17th number 17 is i could not identify the appropriate time to close the deal well you need to constantly keep your finger on the pulse of the deal and know where you stand. Too early, you're ruining. Too late, you're ruining. So you should be ready to close the deal at the critical moment when you feel like the energy is there, enthusiasm and interest and desire is all there. So always be aware of the where the meeting is heading and take control how the discussion pan out. If you step ahead at all times, you will be prepared to seal the deal when the critical moment occurs. As the salesperson, remember this, you are the driving factor of the sale. Your strength and your determination in closing the deal will ensure its success 
or failure. And being properly prepared to meet your client's needs gives you the strength that you need to address the deal successfully. So don't be the simple force behind the sale. Be an effective, be an efficient force and assure your success. And most importantly, connect with your client. Nothing can work on a broken connection. So I hope when you review the 17 sales mistakes that you recognize yourself in few of them, and now you know what you should do about it, right? It's not just you. Many salespeople are doing mistakes over and over and hoping uh, things will change. And it's the definition of insanity, always doing the same thing, expecting different results, right? So, But please review these mistakes that can kill your deals and ask yourself, where can I improve? What can I do better from now on? Well, that's it for today's for this podcast. If you have any questions, send me via LinkedIn message or on a salesiseasy.com website. I'll be more than happy to feature your question in upcoming podcast. And uh, I hope this this uh, podcast was beneficial to you. And uh, please subscribe for the for more podcasts. We are releasing podcasts regularly, and I'll be more than happy to feature your question in the upcoming podcast. This is Ale Meyer for Sales is Easy and uh, today's topic was 17 sales mistakes that kill your deals. Thank you for listening and good luck with your selling activities. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast.